Yes, it's possible. And yes, it would take, you know, a series of things happening for Georgia Tech to win a national championship. His point was a little different. You would need grown men at the A and B back positions, like what you had when you issued that beat down to Mississippi State a couple of years ago in the Orange Bowl. Uh Uh, And I think that was uh, Zach Lasky, formerly of Dawson's Creek, that led the charge at one A-back spot. And uh, it was Sinjin Days. Remember Sinjin Days? Oh, yeah. You you couldn't break like, down that guy with a Mack truck. Yeah, he was a grown man as a freshman. Right. But you, you So you had two 240-pound-plus beasts back there running the option. And then you had a quarterback that knew what he was doing as well. All right. I'm going to give you more of what he had to say in a second. Uh, we're going to give you more on what would happen if Tech won a national championship coming up in this segment as well. If you want to talk about it, very easy to do so on the Northland Communication phone line, 654-7627. Give us a buzz. We'll put you right at the front of the line. Interesting topic. We're brought to you by Local Mart, 480 Old Greenville Highway. Uh, it's Marathon, fueling the American spirit. They got the best prices on gasoline right now in the Clemson area. Go buy and see them under new management. The convenience of craft beer inside their convenience store. They're always student-friendly. They're open until midnight. What's not to love? Go buy and see them. Local Mart, it's where I fill up my gas tank each and every week. It's where upper management goes here at the station to fill up his gas tank every week, uh, every single week. It's where upper, upper management goes as well. She likes to go fill up the tank, mm. and you never know who you're going to see there. Usually one of these local Clemson celebrities, maybe a Mickey Plyler, maybe a former player. I don't know, but it happens every time I go there. You should go there as well. Loco Mart, across the street from Bojangles. Convenient to campus. Always student-friendly. 40 Old Greenville Highway. Go by and see our good friends at Loco Mart. If Tech won a national championship... How would that change how we view the Paul Johnson offense, right? I mean, it would change a lot of things. It would have to change a lot of things because all of a sudden you would start to see college football return back to its 1984 roots when Oklahoma and Clemson and everybody else was running the triple option, right? Isn't that how it would go down? No. Say yes. No. Say yes. Maybe there there may be some, but... No, I don't think it would change things. Shut your mouth right now. That's unbelievable. Why don't you agree with me on this? If it happened, if if they were a contender multiple years, uh, yes. But I think if it happened one year, people would explain it away as, you know, the stars aligned just right. No, no. But that that is how This is you picking Washington to beat Boston again. That's what I'm hearing right now. Stop it. This is exactly what I'm hearing right now. We both knew that it wasn't going to happen, and it didn't. If Kelly Olenek plays for Georgia Tech, then yes. They that can. dude went off last night, man. He I, he has, he's a seven-foot white dude that uh, shoots set shots. Yeah. And he made like 10 of 13. It was unbelievable. Sorry, I didn't mean it. Squirrel, focus, right. go. If Tech wins a national championship under Paul Johnson's watch, immediately what happens is this. Other fringe Power 5 programs start to contemplate at least running principles of Johnson's offensive scheme. Some fringe power five universities elect to try to make that full-time transition to that scheme. Well, wait a second. Georgia Tech just won a national championship recruiting two and three-star caliber players running that particular style of offense. Why can't we do that here at Virginia? We have similar academic requirements. We've had a similar level of success Maybe we should consider doing this as well. It's the great equalizer, right? Virginia, uh, Wake Forest, Vanderbilt. Oh, I don't know. Some other group of five teams, Colorado State. You could see a lot of those teams 
in the middle to lower levels of the Power Five conferences at least consider this? Why wouldn't you at that point? Right? I mean, that would be the immediate short-term impact. Well, one of the reasons is because Paul Johnson is smarter than everybody else when it comes to that kind of offense. Not everybody has a Paul Johnson on their staff. In fact, nobody has a Paul Johnson on their staff when it comes to Georgia Tech. I mean, that is what he does. He knows it better than anyone. And that's a huge reason why they are so successful when they have all the pieces in, in running it. So, so, I mean, so, so that so, would be my... So teams would be wary of doing it because you don't have the evil genius that is Paul Johnson. That, that w- yes, that would be my first reason. My other thing is that think about what the zone read looks like right now. It with a uh, that everybody does. Now we're getting. It looks a lot like what Paul Johnson does. Right, right. right. So already, so we're we're kind of doing that right now. We're still only winning five games a year. But again, Paul Johnson just does it. I mean, if that's all you were going to do, he just does it better than anybody else. And you know, I don't know that. I don't know that anybody else would have the guts to try that. At because think about this. This is the first compelling argument you've made this week, and it's really good. Think of, Bronco Mendenhall tries to do that at, at Virginia. You, they've just hired him. He tries to do that exclusively the way Georgia Tech does, and it fails miserably. He, he I mean, I mean, he just he fired himself because if it when it when it doesn't work, right? Because he doesn't know it the way Paul Johnson does. If I'm a coach. I don't have the guts to try to do that unless I get somebody off of his staff, in which case I still don't know that they know it the way that he does because he calls all the plays. At the same time, if he won a national title, you can't tell me there wouldn't be some school out there that says, you know what, we want to commit ourselves to the same kind of football. Maybe they don't do it with their current staff. Maybe it's a situation where you've got a transition in place. Coach is fired at the end of the season. We're waiting a couple of weeks to do our due diligence oh, wait a second, who is this? Well, here's a guy that's been running the triple option at School X at Academy Y, and he's similar to Paul Johnson, who, by the way, just won a national championship. Maybe we'll just bring in the next Paul Johnson, and we'll start from scratch that way. Uh, That almost happened between Navy and BYU after last year, where, and Mm -hmm. I I called a Navy football game, I can't remember the head coach's last name to save, save my life, but he had a job offer from BYU after Bronco Mendenhall left to go to Virginia. And he thought about it for a week and then decided to return to the Naval Academy. So, I mean, BYU maybe almost kind of did that last year. So, I, I think under those circumstances, coaching change at a mid-level Power 5 institution, Johnson just wins a national championship. Well, wait a second. They won it there with those academic restrictions. It took them some time, but they've been a very pesky team to deal with in the old ACC. Why can't we do that now in the Pac-12? And all of a sudden, an athletic director starts making phone calls to schools in the ACC. Well, what's it like playing this guy every year? Oh, it's a total beast. It's a total beast. Except they're using a different word that starts with a B. It's a total beast. Yeah, you need to hire somebody to do this. I mean, you can see how that would fulfill. That would be a self-fulfilling prophecy like right away. Teams don't want to face it. It's a complete and total crapshoot to prepare for each and every year. It's going to take a couple of years for the conference to catch up to it. Oh, you could be sold on that style of play, I think, relatively easily. Again, provided they won a national championship down there. Just a random thought. 
talking about how similar it's more similar than people realize to what a lot of people are running. I, in fact, I would argue if Kelly Bryant is a quarterback at Clemson, oh my Clemson's God. offense is going to look a lot like what Paul Johnson does, whether you like it or not. See, that kind of excites me. I love that style of football. Pause for a moment. Think about Kelly Bryant playing at Georgia Tech Ooh. next year oh, under Paul Johnson, oh, running what oh, he does. You know, if I'm Bryant and it doesn't work out, I graduate <laughs> after next season, and I'm going to the ATL. I'm trying my hand out running that, yeah. running that offense. But but back to back to my point. The random thought is, Paul Johnson should should reinvent should convince people that he is he is changing this thing ever so slightly. He needs to figure out a way to scrap the 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 triple option moniker uh, moniker that is on that because that has developed so many negative connotations. Yeah. Now with with recruits. It's the brand. Say, yeah, and it's you can you could you can do basically the same thing. Say that you're going to pass it more. Think of something that sounds like zone read to the next level. Because if you pass the ball a little bit more, Mm -hmm. if you didn't put two guys in the backfield almost every play, it it would look so similar to what a lot of teams, including Clemson, do right now. Yeah. Six five four seven six two seven. Back to the Northland Communication phone lines. Pat Neasley joins us next. Hey, Pat. Hey, Roy. I mean, yeah, you got a point. I mean, if he was the one with the triple option, you know, you would have definitely have teams trying it because you start. You see, sometimes in uh, Division One, Double A or Championship Series, how they want to put it, and you see them do that. Sometimes you see a lot of coaches when they go down this, they try to go to the triple option offense. Because it's still more effective there because of the talent there in that level to still succeed and win. Uh, but, like Ben was pointing out, like, you can use variations off of it and say saying it's the triple option because, to me, kind of that's what the spread offense really kind of formed out of, kind of that option attack or triple option offense, but more or less putting the quarterback in one shotgun and trying to throw from it with the spread. And so, uh, but, yeah, if he did it, you see teams do it, but – you also, you look at, you think Miami, University of Miami, because they were the one that kind of, you know, started making the triple option offense coming out to the league because of what they did to Oklahoma and Nebraska back in the day with their speed mm-hmm. and how speed kills them if you got the talent to shut it down. But if they did it, it, it would change the thing. It would have the potential to, Pat. We appreciate your perspective, and he's right. I mean, you see a lot of that more on the lower levels of Division One football. Walt Deptula made a point to us as well during that last break. Those kinds of defenses that have the elite talent in the front seven pose problems to any style of offense. I I, I don't disagree with that. There's some truth in it. I think the one caveat would be in the triple option, if you fall behind by double digits, you don't feel like you've got the ability to come back. That would be one of the fallback issues, I think. You know, that, that's one of the drawbacks of it. Uh-huh. What, what, what is that wry look on your face right now? It looks like you're the cat that ate the canary. <laughs> who, who are you? I'm just reminded that Clemson used to run a lot of triple option back in the day. I mean, I fell in love watching Clemson football in 1986, running but, the but option. You know, they had Tracy Johnson right in your grill. They had an elite, elite, elite quarterback. I mean, he was, oh, just something. Hey, Rodney, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, they did. You know, they had a lot of success with it. They also had a lot of beef on the offensive line and right. they had a great defense. Yeah. Oh, that defense. 
I mean, there were, there were, there were pro bowlers everywhere in the 1980s, at the end of the, that decade from that defense. Donnell Wolford, uh, Ed McDaniel, uh, Chester McLaughlin, the Perry brothers. You go on and on. Yeah. That's a big part of it, too. Yeah, you know, and then when you start playing ball control, when the, when your defense can truly help you do that, um, then you are, I mean, you're you're a force then. And that's that's where last couple of years Georgia Tech has, I mean, defensively they just have not been very good, but they do look like they are trending in the right direction on that side of the ball. A couple of texts coming in on the text line, 986-1566, Tim and Pendleton. Roy, how come another big-time program that doesn't have the academic rigors of Tech try and bring in Johnson himself, or have they? I'm not sure he's a hot commodity, nor is his gimmick offense. I don't think it's a gimmick offense. I, I don't know if other schools have been interested in Paul Johnson. I, I, I don't know that I've seen that reported anywhere. I don't think that's been the case. And if it has, it's never filtrated its way to the general public. So, I no, I, I don't know that other schools have come calling for Paul Johnson services from Georgia Tech. Chicken Hater Nate says on the text line from the 864, Johnson was at any real school and he had studs. He could forever change college football, but never could happen with the two or three stars he's got there at Tech just due to perception. I don't know. But but then again, don't forget how close they were in 2014. Right? They won you 11 know? games and beat down the number one team in the country earlier that year in Mississippi State. I mean, they only lost by lost to Florida State in the championship by like three or four, two, or maybe it's two points. It was, I mean, it was close, and then Florida State loses in the playoff that year. But, uh, I mean, they were they were really close already. So it, it's not like it's not like they've never sniffed it because they were really close. And that's our whole point in this conversation. Right. And if you're just tuning in, we're kind of playing the game. Okay, Tech won 11 games a couple of years ago, won the Orange Bowl, beating down the former number one team in the country that same season. Mississippi State in the process. They were kind of close then. Is it not unreasonable to make the leap if it all came together perfectly for Paul Johnson and company that one year? What if they made the college football playoff? We just go down that road, not winning the national championship, just making the playoff. How would that turn the college football world upside down to have triple option power five Georgia Tech make the playoff, win the ACC, when a lot of outsiders looking in have downplayed what he brings to the table running that style of offensive football down there in Atlanta. And my thought is you would see other teams try to emulate what they've done. And it may not be the current coach tries to change his offensive philosophy at that point in time. It may be you're making a coaching change and you go to one of the service academies or maybe an FCS team that's running that style of offense and say, okay, can you handle it with the big boys like what they've done down at Georgia Tech? How many more programs would start trying to do that? And Ben's point is, well, a lot of teams already incorporate those principles, and there's a lot of truth in it. But you don't see anybody this side of the Naval Academy or the other service academies really run this style of offense. And the reason they don't is, uh, you know, well, the reason that those teams do it is because it can neutralize team speed. It can neutralize better athletes, particularly if you have a quarterback that understands the concepts of it and all of a sudden you can compete against better teams with maybe not the same level of skill as those teams. So you got a program that's been downtrodden for 10 or 15 years. Maybe it's Virginia. Maybe it's Wake Forest. Why wouldn't they consider doing something like that? I don't know. Maybe it's less likely in the ACC. Maybe it's more likely somewhere else, if it happened. So we're, we're definitely playing the what-if game here. If you're just tuning in, that's what's going on. 654 
Uh, more of your calls, talking more college football up next. You can be the spark. To bring light where there was dark. To leave an everlasting mark. To walk. To reflect. To run. To ride. To remember. And to bark. To create an inspiring landmark. To To complete complete the Cancer Survivors Survivors Park. Park. The Cancer Survivors Park is located in downtown Greenville, between Falls Park and Cleveland Park. Be the spark. Give today and remember always at cancersurvivorspark.org. When you've been in business almost 100 years, you've been doing something right. Since 1917, the key to Harbin Lumber's success has rested on its hardworking employees, people just like you, providing top lumber, building supplies, and contract services. You can be confident in customer service and support you can trust for your project, whether construction or large remodeling jobs. Call 353-5053. Find us on Facebook or online at harbinlumber.com. This message is for mature audiences only because only a mature audience could appreciate the taste and variety you'll find at Ramcat Social House in Seneca on Ramcat Alley. From delicious steaks to seafood, farm fresh salads to homemade desserts, a quiet dinner or a night on the town, Ramcat Social House is no longer a best kept secret. Tim Moore invites you to Ramcat Social House for a truly remarkable dinner experience. Ramcat Social House, downtown Seneca on Ramcat Alley. Spring has sprung, and it's time to get away on a set of Yokohama radial tires from Steve's Tire and Service in Easley. Let Steve's Tire save you some money along the way. Purchase any set of Yokohama Ascend, Invigor, or any set of Geolander HT or AT, and you're going to receive a $60 mail-in rebate April 15th through May 31st. So why not ride to that spring getaway on a set of Yokohamas? Give Steve's Tire and Service a call at 859-1361 and let the savings begin. Complete Nutrition just released the most effective weight loss product we've ever created. Plus, it comes with a free 21-day step-by-step program to follow, and we guarantee you success. If you lose more than 21 pounds in the first 21 days, see Complete Nutrition to adjust your plan. Healthy weight loss should not exceed a couple of pounds per week. Find Complete Nutrition in Greenville on Woodruff Road, in Spartanburg on East Blackstock Road, and in Anderson across from the Harbor Inn on North Main. Life insurance. You know you need it, but do you have enough? 85% of U.S. consumers agree they need it, but only 44% of United States households have individual life insurance, an all-time low. When asked why they didn't have life insurance, many said, nobody asked me about it. Well, make no mistake, I'm asking you today. Maybe it's because the process can be difficult. Maybe it's because the process can be frustrating. But as an independent insurance broker, we have all the best plans and rates. Life insurance is not for the people who die. It's for the people who live. Life insurance helps us protect what matters most, our family. Call us today to get a free quote, 467-8738. I'm Guy, the insurance guy, and what we do is simple. We make life insurance easier. 
see young men and women throughout the state compete during the state finals rodeo at Garrison Arena, May 25th through 27th. Action in a number of categories, including team roping and goat time, bareback bronc and bull riding, calf and breakaway roping, barrel racing and pole bending. Adults $12, students with ID 8 and free for 5 and under. Save $2 buying advanced tickets at Boot Barn and Easley. Sponsored by HP Veterinary Services and Home Place Horse and Cattle Company. faithful right on time one of the few things on earth as reliable as a gas water heater from Wasman. reduce your energy bill and carbon footprint with a cleaner burning reliable propane gas water heater from Blossman. available wherever you live take comfort in Blossman. here's the deal tank water heaters $3.99 tankless $9.99 free installation Yeah, we, we celebrate Top Gun here on this show. 31 years ago, 31 today. 31th anniversary. Right. Yeah. Maverick, Goose, whole deal. What was the actress's name you talked about? What's Kelly McGillis. And she never did anything after that flick. She was in some kind of, like, suspense slash horror movie. And it went, like, it terribly awry. It was just yeah. awful. She was in some movie where she was Amish also. Okay. Yeah, that explains it. So that'll that'll pretty much end any actress's yep. career that uh, do it. that starred in Top Top Gun. That just doesn't really add pretty up. Pretty much. Okay. Are you gonna watch that later tonight when you go home? Yes. Instead of watching Clemson Coastal Carolina baseball, uh, two screen. We go we go with it a little double. Just yeah. Double checking. Just double checking. Witness with Harrison Ford. That's the movie I was thinking about. Thank you, uh, Texters. Witness? Witness. She was in that movie? Yes. Okay. She never did anything outside of, let's say, past 1992. You know, that's... I already know more about her than I'm comfortable. So, I, I don't... I do not know. You didn't start the fan site dedicated to, to her... No. ...caricature there in the, uh, in the, uh, in the movie Top Gun. No. I did not. Okay. I uh, Speaking of the text line... Several people talking about Georgia Tech feel like one of the reasons schools would not switch to that is be- is because of fan support. And I don't know that I, I don't know that I agree with that because I think that if you win games, people come up, show up, no matter what kind of offense you run. If Clemson never threw a pass this past season, but had the season that they had, you still sell out every game, right? Do you, I mean, or do you agree with that? I mean, in theory, I do agree with it. In reality, I, I don't know that it's quite the same. One of the problems with the triple option <laughs> is there can be a very fine line between incredible success an abysmal failure. That's true. That's a that's a very good point. And, and honestly, what it comes down to is this. The quarterback making the read, under center, getting the snap, reading the defensive end. Is he pinching? Is he crashing? Is he trying to play for the quarterback keeper, playing contained? What's he doing? 
Do I hand it off to the fullback? Do I pull it from the fullback's belly, running the option? Do I keep it as a quarterback or do I pitch it at the last second? Do I fake the pitch? In the span of one and a half seconds, you have to make about 17 different decisions. And in the process of making one decision, it could be correct as you attempt to execute the decision. And then based off the defense changing, it can quickly turn out to be incorrect. So the fine line of failure and success kind of resides right there. And the problem is if you have a quarterback that is indecisive or gets out of rhythm, a lot of times that turns out to be an immediate turnover. And running that style of offense, a, a turnover in my estimation, feels like a couple of turnovers, right? So if you're running the fullback dive and you say, no, I'm not going to do this, and all of a sudden you try to pull it out of there and the ball hits the turf and you turn it over, because of the style of play, and it's so rhythmic in nature, it's almost like two turnovers. I guess the equivalent would be, you know, like a pick six, where you turn it over and it's an immediate touchdown for the opposition. It's got more bite to it. It's got more stank on it than just a normal normal turnover. If you put the ball on the ground and the other team, you know, falls down on it, and they still got to drive 60 yards to score. The triple option, spread option, the whole stuff that they're doing down there in Atlanta, rhythmic in nature. Mm-hmm. And when that thing's out of rhythm, man, it just, it's so disruptive and it it, it does get rather ugly. And, and so fans, because of that, will turn on it quicker than what they would, I think, in a normal offense. And also in an offense to where they feel like, okay, we're down 13-0. We can still come back because I'm going to throw it to Sammy. Tosh is throwing dimes to these guys. We're going to be okay. In, in a triple option, that's not really the the sentiment at that point. You kind of feel like, uh-oh, we're behind the eight ball, and it's midway through the second quarter, and there's no chance of us coming back to win it. So what you're talking about, mm-hmm. where the fans buy in if they're winning, yeah, they do. But there's always this little thought in the back of the mind, yeah, but when we play an offense that can throw it around and, and we don't get ahead early – we're going to get blown out the building. And so I, I, I think that festers hmm. and resonates with fans in a not good way. And so that's why we've heard down at Georgia Tech where, you know, let's say Middle Tennessee comes in and, and has the Paul Johnson kryptonite for four quarters. Man, they, they can't stomach that. And, and, you know, rightfully so, I guess. Or if they, Ben, if they get off to a one and three start, everybody's like, oh, no, this is it. We knew this was never going to work. Let's change. He always kind of bounces back and end up winning eight or nine games that same season. So in theory, I think you're right. But in reality, you're not. Because there's always that fear falling behind by double digits. We're not going to be explosive enough to be able to come back and win. You're right. There's not a lot of in between. It's either a thing of beauty or it's extremely frustrating to watch. Uh, that's true. But But I go back to whether or not people will come and watch. And I'm telling you, the more I think about the likelihood of seeing something very similar to that in Tigertown next year, I think the likelihood is very high. So you're telling me if Kelly Bryant is the starting quarterback, you're going to see a healthy dose of quarterback keeper game where, where you know he rushes 25 times for either a bunch of yards or you lose. 
think about what worked best for Clemson and what they like to do out of the, especially with their backs. You already have seen a lot. You see a lot of misdirection. Uh, you know, you 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 roll right, handoff left. I mean, you see, you already see a lot of that. You see a lot of delayed draw kind of stuff, right? And now you're talking about a quarterback. And, and then you see you see zone read. You're talking about, you know, does the end crash down? Well, isn't that, isn't that basically what we're talking about with the zone yes, read? Yes, yes. And, and now you're talking about a, a quarterback who is an exceptional, exceptional runner, but he still has weapons out there that he can pass to. I, I think if you really look closely to what's happening, and don't just forget the forget what you label the offense. Now I get that he's not under center, and that's a that's a certainly a difference. But when you look at what where the play actually goes and the way that it's set up, I'm telling you they look very similar. And and I say you see more of that next year. All right, I don't disagree. But here's the dilemma with that notion: Will Clemson allow itself to become that? Oh no! Oh well, okay. When when I mean when not I as T. An, Higgins, not as an identity. As, Amar- well, no, I know that, identity. but I'm just saying. Let's just say for next year, because think about it. You go into next year, and if Kelly Bryant's your starter, say Trevor Lawrence is coming. T. Higgins is going to be a sophomore the next season. Here we go. But would Clemson allow itself to be a run-oriented team with Higgins and Renfro and Rodgers and DeAndre Overton and Cornell Powell? Oh, too many to name. I mean, it, arguably the deepest receiving core in the country. Well, Jeff Scott, Dabo Sweeney, Tony Elliott sit there in their uh, hideaway meetings in July and say, okay, if Kelly Bryant's our quarterback, we're going to be Auburn 2013, knowing that we still have all these great wide receivers here and, and their talents maybe go unused somewhat this coming season. I mean, that, I think Jeff Scott was quoted as saying during spring practice, their quarterback will dictate about 20% of the offense and how it changes. There's like 80% that's set, mm-hmm. and then it, it, the quarterback will kind of alter the other 10 to 20% of it. That's enough to change the way you look, though. <sighs> if, if you're 20%. I think it's more than that personally. I do, too. Okay, so that, that, may, that maybe yeah. tells us more about what we're really thinking anyways. But my point is that you already have those plays in your arsenal. I mean, you're already running that stuff. Zone I just read. think you're going to run more of that yeah. next year. You can do that without changing who you are. But uh, of of everything that's of everything that's been said about the quarterback uh, and, and who is on your roster for this season, the one thing that you feel good about is that Kelly Bryant can run the ball. I, I'm now, telling you, I, I know, I know what those other guys did in high school, right? And, and and I I think I know there's a very good chance that somebody's still going to be able to pass the ball really well. But the one thing you know here today on May 16th is that Kelly Bryant can run the ball. If that Joker starts against Auburn, <laughs> he rushes at least for 150 yards against Kevin Seals' defense. And honestly, it's it's going to be more like 200 yards. If he doesn't, you're probably not going to win the you're game. You're probably not going to win. I, I just I, I feel that strongly about it. I mean, Dabo and Jeff, they, they got to be sitting there thinking about week two. Yeah, Kent State in week one, that's fine. I mean, maybe this is the thought process. This guy coordinated our defense for three and a half years, the early part of this decade, and, and we saw Andy Dalton rush for over 100 yards against what that scheme brought to the table. Yes, he's gotten better. Yes, he's learned. But you know... 
in his heart and soul, especially in year two, Steele's going to think, you know what? We did a good job in year one. Now I'm bringing more to the table in year two. And it's going to be too much at some point in the season for Auburn. And Dabo and Jeff and Tony got to be thinking to ourselves, you know, he can never stop any kind of quarterback on the ground when he was here. And now we get Kelly Bryant to go against this joker when he comes back here for the first time. And remember, too, Dabo, as genuine and as friendly and as personable as he is, I mean, he's kind of an emotional guy, too. Like, you don't want to get on his bad side. I don't think Kevin Steele left here and him and Dabo were close personal buddies. Right? I mean, if there's any coach out there I think that this staff will want to get back at, I mean, just, just kind of arranging tea leaves, I think it would be this guy. They got to be thinking in July. Bryant's going to start early on because we got to run him against Auburn because they're not going to be able to stop him because it's Kevin Steele. They got to be thinking that. They got to be thinking that. You tell me I'm wrong here. They got to be thinking about Kelly Bryant. And then after that, oh, you know, maybe, maybe Hunter Johnson is a starting quarterback. I mean, the irony here to be able to start that guy against that coach, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You got to do it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you don't, I, I, something's just not right with the world. I mean, I'm just, I, I'm not going to be able to exist past that date. I, you, Bryant has to start against Auburn just because it's Kevin Steele, right? We, uh, I would imagine we're going to have similar conversations all throughout the summer. We're going to get to that Auburn game. Clemson's going to throw it 70 times. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, maybe so. Maybe That's so. That's just the way it works out. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, not there, though. Kelly Bryant is going to rush 23 times for 210 yards and three touchdowns against Auburn. And, and maybe Jared Stidham uh, outduels him. I, I don't know. I mean, he's that good. It, that's that's possible. But Clemson ain't losing that game because quarterback can't run the football. 654-7627, 654-ROAR. Bobby and Seneca joins us. Hey, Bobby. Hey, uh, hey Roy. Listen, Clemson, they're gonna be in the, it's going to be a rubber game next year with Alabama. Okay. Ain't nobody going to beat us. Oh. we got the best defense in the whole nation. Maybe. I mean, our front seven, four of them is going to be top first-round draft picks the next three years. And it don't matter who's back there, quarterback. They've got those receivers, and they're going to have Tavian Feaster, and they're going to have that running back. And the front line they got, the offensive line, please don't let me hear any more about, well, we may not win this. We're going to win the national championship again next year. <laughs> Bobby, where you been all off season? We missed you. I i just been listening. I mean, I can't believe it. Dabo's built such a culture down there that it's unbelievable. Those boys are champions. So, undefeated, Bama again, and they're going to beat Bama right. for the second and straight you know year? What? That's right. And you know what? There's three elite quarterbacks in the country right now. And you've got Francois at Florida State. You've got uh, Mr. Heisman up in Louisville. And you got Jalen Hurts in Alabama. We're going to beat all three of them again. Well... Bobby, I like your confidence. The text line doesn't, but I certainly do. We appreciate it. Happy well, hour is here, says Fridge and Anderson. But <laughs> we've been talking about Georgia Tech's offense, though. When were we talking? Did I? When were we talking well, about whether or not Clemson was going to win or lose games? I mean, he's just. I'm I, not suggesting that running the ball means Clemson's going to lose games. Right. That's not no. what. I, that's not what I'm saying at all. Right. 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 No, I'm not either. I mean, honestly, I. I think it would be tremendous if Bryant started all 12 games, he turned out to be Nick Marshall, 
and they enter the month of November in the playoff conversation. And maybe that's undefeated. Maybe it's one loss. I, I don't know if that's pie in the sky just yet. Too early to tell, but I do agree with Bobby. You could be talking about the best defense in the country this year here. Phil Steele just put this out on Twitter about a week ago, and I retweeted it, at Roy Philpott. You can follow me right there. And he said, ranking his front four, he had Clemson at the top. Farrell, Lawrence, Wilkins, uh, and, and you know, Bryant, Jurgen, whoever else. I mean, the, pick your poison. He says the best defensive line in the country. Okay, if that's the case, by default, you're going to be very difficult to beat because it's going to be very hard to move the football consistently against that bunch. And the linebackers are still pretty good, too. Kendall Joseph returns. Dorino Daniels back. And by default, your front four make your linebackers and secondary better, provided that they can get uh, pressure on the quarterback. And they should be able to. To Bobby's point, you do got a couple of first-round picks up front. Okay. Uh, we're not going to dispute that, but I'm also not going to listen to, well, quarterback doesn't matter. No, quarterback matters. And I think that's I think that's the difference right now with what we're talking about. It, if Bama had a better quarterback last year with more experience, maybe it beats clubs. Jalen Hurts was just a freshman. Now, he played pretty well, I thought, in the national championship game, but Alabama also didn't convert on a third down the final two and a half quarters either. Uh, part of that was on the quarterback. Our final segment of the show coming up. If you want to touch base, 654-7627. Back to wrap it up after this. Welcome to Presbyterian College Blue Hose Minute. I'm Ryan Clary. The men's tennis team made its first ever NCAA tournament appearance since PC moved to Division I on Friday, falling to 10th-rate Texas in Austin. PC took one of the doubles matches as Alexander Laiku and Brandon Mills claimed a 6-4 victory. You can catch up on the entire team's trip at GoBlueHose.com. Baseball is now the only PC team in action as it heads into its final week of the regular season. The Blue Hose swept Charleston Southern over the weekend, scoring 31 runs on 44 hits in three games against the Bucs. PC now stands at 14-7 and in Big South play, tied for second with this weekend's opponent, Liberty. The team is guaranteed to finish no lower than third place in the Big South and will thus record its highest ever finish since joining the league. They will cap off the regular season with four road games this week, heading to Western Carolina on Tuesday and Liberty for a three-game series beginning on Thursday. PC has amassed 27 victories overall, tied for the most in the program's Division I history after reaching 27 wins each of the last two seasons. This has been the Presbyterian College Blue Hose Minute. I'm Ryan Cleary. Old Faithful, right on time. One of the few things on Earth as reliable as a gas water heater from Lossman. Reduce your energy bill and carbon footprint with a cleaner burning, reliable propane gas water heater from Blossman. Available wherever you live. Take comfort in Blossman. Here's the deal. Tank water heaters $3.99. Tankless $9.99. Free installation. Finding great candidates to hire can be, well, like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter is different. It doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them with its powerful technology. ZipRecruiter distributes your job everywhere it needs to be to find the right candidates. In fact, over 80% of jobs on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just one day. So, while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, only ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. 
used by businesses of all sizes. ZipRecruiter offers the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash score. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash score for your free trial. ZipRecruiter.com slash score. You owe it to yourself to check out Purple Haze of Anderson in their brand new location. Voted the Upstate's best piercing studio, Purple Haze is now at 3440 8 Cinema Avenue in Anderson, next to Dazzlers and behind Grady's. Body jewelry, glassware, tapestries, incense, candles and posters, and award-winning piercing facilities and piercing professionals. Purple Haze, 3448 Cinema Avenue, Anderson, next to Dazzlers and behind Grady's. Look for a new Clemson location coming soon. Hi guys, this is Liana from Local Q inviting you to come see me for our awesome lunch specials from 11 to 3, Monday through Friday. Come pick from five wings, a half a barbecue sandwich, or a taco with one or two of our great sides. Can't make it during the week? We also offer a unique brunch menu Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 4. Come try our Kahlua soaked Monte Cristo just to make sure you wash it down with one of our barbecue Bloody Marys or share a mimosa pitcher with friends. Remember, Local Q is 21 and up at all times with a valid ID. 30 Orchard Park Drive, Greenville. You know, there's never been a better time to buy from George Coleman Ford where trucks cost less in Traveler's Rest. For example, 2017 F-150 V6 Crew Cab with EcoBoost, 47050 MSRP, up to $11,383 off right now at George Coleman Ford on select new 2017 F-150s. Remember, there are never any dealer fees at George Coleman Ford, serving you for over 85 years and four generations. George Coleman Ford for the ride of a lifetime. Includes $5,050 in total rebates when you must finance through Ford Motor Company credit. Roy Philpott on WCCP. Fourth quarter's coming up from Death Valley. Second half is underway. Ten seconds, and it can't stop now. Nebraska's out of timeouts, and Clemson has indeed proved itself to be the number one team in all of college football. Here's the end of the game. Are we finished? Done. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Our final segment of the show, back here at 105.5 The Roar with Ben. I'm Roy, 654-7627, the magic number. Brought to you by Complete Nutrition. Three words for you once again today, protein coffee. I can't wait to sample this. You promised me a sample this God, afternoon. I know. I, I feel like such a failure today. God. God. I, let you, I hate letting you down. hate it. Can you tell our listeners about this great product? Because I know nothing about it. You won't share it with me. You're too good to share it with me. Well, I just learned about it myself on Friday morning of last week. And I have had to hide it from other members of my house because I am stingy and selfish and think only of myself when it comes to great tasting products like uh, the protein coffee. I do share the prime drive with my family because... Uh, because I, well, quite frankly, I have a lot of that at my house right now. The protein coffee, though, everybody who tastes it, it's good. It tastes, it's it's the iced coffee. It tastes like the kind of the frappuccino that you get. Uh, but it's, A little mocha frapp. Yeah, it's very good for you. It has the whey protein. It's easily digestible. Um, it's from a, cal- it's a low calorie drink and... But still, you know, really when it comes down to it, it just tastes good. <laughs> and the bottom line with that is you're getting a healthier supplement in your body. It's going to produce better results. 
you know what? It's going to give you more energy. Yeah. But You're going to do better with your workouts, right? Protein is, is vital to rebuilding muscle. And when you're working out, that's what you're doing. You're breaking down muscle. So you need to rebuild that. You need the proteins. And I would just rather drink something that tastes good, that has, um, you know, exactly what I need in it than something that doesn't taste as good. Now, don't get me wrong. They've got a cookies and cream protein, just a regular protein shake that is out of this world. But I am a big, big coffee fan. And uh, I'm, as you can tell, very excited about finding that and that becoming part of my life last Friday. Complete so. nutrition, three locations here in the upstate to serve you today. East Blackstock Road in Spartanburg, Woodruff Road in Greenville, North Main Street in downtown Anderson. Many other different products and supplements to help you lose weight, keep the unwanted pounds off and feel better about yourself this summer down at the beach. It's going to be here before you know it. Memorial Day is coming up quickly. The 4th of July is going to be here. Let's look great. Let's feel even better courtesy of our good friends at Complete Nutrition. Can, can I get five people in Anderson to go into the Anderson store in the next couple of days and just look around, sample, they, they'll make some for you and sample it. I need just five people to do that and then to call me and tell me if I'm right or wrong or text or whatever. They have some great new employees in the Anderson store as well. Yes, it's they right, do. It's, right, it's in a little strip mall right across from the Anderson Mall on, on Clemson Boulevard there. There's a subway there and some other things. You can't miss it. Uh, just go by there. Please just go go try it for yourself. Call me and tell me I'm right or wrong. I like that. Good stuff. 654-7627, the phone number, Complete Nutrition, proud sponsors here at the show for the last couple of years. And here at the station, uh, nobody is better. The product and supplement game to help you feel better, look better, get fit, and to do it right now than Complete Nutrition. Final segment of the show, game two tonight. Golden State, San Antonio. Spurs are a 13-point dog on the road. It doesn't sound like Kawhi Leonard's going to play. I don't have a super lock in the Millennium pick tonight, but I got to think Golden State wins. I mean, it's it's hard for me to paint any kind of other picture here. Right? With, with Kawhi Leonard not in the lineup, uh, it's hard for me to, to imagine San Antonio pulling out an upset tonight, especially... You know, Golden State kind of was asleep in the first three quarters the other night. I, I think that you probably get a better effort from them right off the right at the at the tip tonight. So yeah, I go with Golden State. I do disagree with you and Miss Gramlick, however, earlier that the bigger upset would be San Antonio over Golden State. Right? Are you kidding me? Well, I mean, I'm not allowing that. Oh, really? The bigger upset would be Boston over the world champion Cleveland Cavaliers. Celtics have home court advantage, though, big dog. Celtics are, yeah. Isaiah Thomas, Brad Stevens, out Avery of the, Bradley. Out of the four teams left, who's the who's the fourth worst? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, with or without Kawhi Leonard, I think San Antonio is a much better team than no, Boston. No, without Kawhi Leonard, I, you I, you can't make that argument. You can't make that statement and sleep good at night. There's no way you can. I'm embarrassed for you right now. Oh, no. I, no, I, I'm very embarrassed for you. I mean, Kelly Olenek is not going to turn into... Dude, he was 10 of 13 last night from the floor. It was like a career-high 70 points he scored. That was unbelievable. I mean, if he doesn't have the game of his life, they're not even, we're not even talking about Boston today. So, I, I, I mean, are, are you really going to... I respectfully disagree with that. Are they, all your hopes... And, you going to pin all your hopes and dreams on Kelly Olenek? <laughs> no. I, I think Golden State and Cleveland are going to win those two series. You're asking me who the bigger underdog is. 
because San Antonio is already trailing in that series one games to none, and because Boston has home court advantage in the East, and because Kawhi Leonard is injured, just being logical here, big dog, upper management, Ben Milstead, I mean, San Antonio is the bigger underdog. I mean, Vegas right now stipulates that as well. I mean, all those things adding up. I mean, they've already started that series. They're already trailing. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in game one between the Celtics and the Cavaliers. I think that's going to be a competitive series. But the Spurs are the bigger underdog right now. There's no doubt. Isn't it? Well, I respectfully disagree. Isn't it odd that you're going to play two games in the West and the East hasn't started yet? It is a little strange. But game one is tomorrow night up in Beantown, Cleveland yeah, at Boston. It'll all balance out in the end. But, yeah, it's... It's a little it's a little odd. Spurs, a thirteen point underdog tonight at Golden State. <sighs> Cleveland. All right, the Cleveland Boston game one. Eight thirty tomorrow night TNT. Who do you think's favored in that one? At Boston? Uh I would say Cleveland by two. Cleveland by three and a half. That line opened up at three. It's now moved to three and a half. It's gonna be a competitive series. By competitive, I think mm-hmm. the first couple of games are gonna be close, but I I think on the back end, maybe by game six. Cavaliers find a way to win it. Keep in mind, Cleveland and Golden State, neither one of those franchises have lost a single game in the playoffs so far. Yeah, I know. And, you know, and that's that's one thing that in this in that in that series, as it starts tomorrow night, certainly works in Cleveland's favor is that they have they have skated through the playoffs so far. They're resting guys. I mean, they had they had played played basketball in like a month, it feels like. And on the meanwhile, Cleveland, I mean uh, Boston, rather, has been in the most competitive series of the playoffs, and I mean they were, you know, like we talked about yesterday, they were just max effort on every play. It felt more like Game Seven of the Finals than the than the East, uh, or you know that well, that was yeah that was like two nights ago rather, um, or no, that was last night. Golly, it all runs together. But anyway, I, they they can't be fresh going into tomorrow night uh, at the same level as Cleveland. They, they just can't. And you wonder if the rust for LeBron and the Cavs can help equalize that. You know, it did in the first half between Golden State and San Antonio. Yeah, you know, I, I just trying to think back though. I feel like LeBron's teams have the rust has not been that big of an issue because you know last year they swept. They swept through to the to the Eastern Conference, if I'm not mistaken. I think they handle the they handle that rest. Plus, I mean, let's face it, LeBron's taking a bunch of games off this year. I mean, he he's used to playing with rest. So, I, I don't. I mean, for a lot of teams, like a, a team like Golden State, I think that maybe is a factor when you are you're such a rhythm shooting team. With Cleveland, I don't know that that's that big of a deal. The great tactician. Tyron Lue on display tonight <laughs> or tomorrow night rather we're going to find out exactly what the Cavs are made of in Beantown right He's, you can't be pulling for that clown there's no way you're pulling for him there's no way you're pulling for Tyron Lue you like, don't like him I, I don't like him I, I don't like him he's been anointed the savior of that that organization and, and wrongfully so and I expect at some point in these playoffs he will be exposed for the fraud that he is perhaps that's just my opinion I know that it's just my opinion. That's just your hope. Well. I mean, he did yes. all right against the uh, the ageless wonder Steve Kerr last year. 
Oh, I know. You know, it was great when he got Draymond Green suspended in game five. Yeah. And then when he told LeBron James to go pin that ball against the backboard off the hands of Andre Iguodala. Brilliant. It was a masterful job by Tyron Lue. He, he was pressing all the right buttons. If you don't believe me, just ask him. He'll tell you. Yeah. He's the only person on the planet that can press the buttons of LeBron James the way that it needs, the way that he needs to or anybody needs to. On the text line from the 864, did you watch game one versus Toronto? They came out and destroyed them after an off week. There is no rust on this Cleveland team. Actually, that's from our good buddy, the QCT. Thank you, QCT. You're only going to get LeBron propaganda from that cat. So, hey, they haven't lost the game yet. They're playing well. Still the favorites in the Eastern Conference, despite not having home court advantage. They're probably still going to get Golden State. And then, and only then, QCT, does life, as we know, begin to change as Golden State reassumes its dominant position in the NBA, period. I have no interest in watching Golden State play basketball. I what? only wish what? that San Antonio was completely healthy. Oh, God. I don't think there's any doubt they what win that awful series. awful way to end this show today. And that would just be San Antonio-Cleveland would be a great series. That'll never happen. San Antonio-Cleveland would be a total snore fest that I would yawn obsessively throughout. But we get to see Greg, Greg Popovich and uh, Tyron Lue ex- exchange an awkward handshake at the end of games. I mean, come on, Roy. Greg Popovich would coach Lou underneath the park bench outside of Quicken Loans Arena. Yes, like he would <laughs> 99% of coaches on the, on the planet. Well. But especially Tyron Lue. <laughs> yes, you're right. I think he would. I, Popovich would have Allen Iverson as an honorary captain sitting on the end of the bench just to play mental games with Tyron Lue, right? Yes, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Final segment presented by our good friends at Custom Collision. Go by and see them off of Liberty Highway in Anderson. We're talking about body repair for your vehicle. If you've got a dent, a ding, you need a panel replacement on that passenger side front door. Custom Collision, the experts here in the upstate. If you don't believe me, check out all the Google reviews online right now. Five stars nearly across the board. You never see that in the auto repair business, yet that's what they have. Computerized estimates coming in on time and on budget. We know because we speak from experience here at the station. Custom Collision of Anderson, 231-6900. Schedule your appointment today with our good friends at Custom Collision of Anderson, 231-6900, 4490 Liberty Highway. Go by and see them, get your vehicle fixed.